The decision is in. Iowa will remain with Spencer Petras at quarterback this week, at least according to the depth chart and Spencer Petras earlier today. Myself and LaShawn Daniels will talk about that. The broken Iowa offense, what can change, and a whole lot more. It's all coming up on today's Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Trent Condon. He's LaShawn Daniels, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day, available wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and uh, trying to get to that 1,000 subscribers. Just click the subscribe button right now and help us out as we approach that number. LaShawn, on the heels of a tough loss to Iowa State 10-7, the final. We talk here on a Tuesday this is press conference day. This is the day that we get to hear from the players. And a little bit later this afternoon, we'll get to hear from Kirk Ferentz. But certainly an interesting one. Before we get into all that and, and a look forward to what it's going to be, let's take a look back. In a disappointing effort against Iowa State, 150 yards of total offense. A bunch of that came in that ridiculous, crazy final drive of the game. After the opening possession where they got the short field after the block punt, scored on two plays. That was it. Didn't score another point the rest of the way. The final 57 minutes and change, they were shut out. Where do you go, LaShawn? What can you do? Takeaways from Saturday. Oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough to say. It really, really, really is tough to say. Um, I mean, like early in the game, I mean, Thought things were going to go going well. Obviously, the first first opportunity in offense that we had, able to move the ball um, very, very well. Offensive line was getting an excellent push up front, right? Created massive holes, right? Made it really easy for offense going and, and put it in the end zone for, for a touchdown, which was great. Um, and then, like, after that, like, like that was it, right? You couldn't put together anything else um, offensively. Um, run game still isn't there where it needs to be. And in the past game, again, we, we still can't complete a bunch of, you know, our day one install stuff. And, you know, we had all those opportunities on a short field and frankly, just, it just didn't take advantage of it. So right now it's really tough to say, um, again, it's back to the drawing board again and looking at taking a long, hard look at, you know, everyone, everyone needs to take a long, long, hard look in the mirror. Like, Hey, where can, where can we be better? Right. All the way from, you know, offensive line to the skill positions that are out there, um, to quarterback, to OC, to the head man, right. Everyone's got to, um, take a look at themselves and figure out where to go. Cause see right now, offense as a whole is just struggling, 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 struggling. And it put the defense in a really, really tough spot. I mean, I think Iowa State had almost 40 minutes of uh, time of possession, which is very, very tough on defense. And, and granted, mo a bunch of that possession, uh, time of possession came on that 99-yard, um, like 12-minute drive. Um, again, credit to Iowa State, right? They played – they didn't play a clean game, but they made the plays when it when it did matter. So um, 
But offensively, yeah, it, it's it's tough. It's really, really hard to watch um, right now because all the other phases are making plays um, pretty much all the way throughout the field. I see kicking situation right now still isn't – it's not the best um, as it's been in years past and as far as field goal kicking goes. But that said, the other phases, they're really, they really are holding up their end of the bargain. And a defense holding a team to 10 points should be more than enough for – um, a team like Iowa to be able to get a victory. Yeah, I, that's the frustration is now you got to L there. And, you know, I, I thought this would be maybe what pushed it over the edge, what leads into a possible change. It's been so much at the quarterback position, but LaShawn, you said it. This goes around to the whole offense. This isn't just one guy that is struggling. This is an offense as a whole. And, you know, going back and re-watching the South Dakota State game, I came a way maybe more upset at Spencer after watching it as opposed to Brian Ferentz. I thought he called a decent game, at least, for his standards against South Dakota State. That was not the case at all against Iowa State. I thought Brian had one of his worst game calls that he has had, uh, putting the team in just in tough situations. Late in the game, you get that second down in a yard after finally picking up nine yards on a run. You go to the jet sweep. That gets hit with the loss. You're th- looking at a third and six after that. It just it didn't make sense. And this goes into putting together an offense. Look, you're working right now in the new college football game for EA Sports, right? I grew up playing that. I grew up playing mad. We all think if you played those games, you think you know how to be a coordinator. It's not just picking plays out of you know a design sheet of 100. Coordinating an offense, there's so much more into it. And that's the part that I think, Brian, there's more to it. Ken O'Keefe, I remember the way that he would set things up in a different way, and he would be doing things early to set up something later on. I don't get that we're doing that with Brian Ferentz. Even Greg Davis, who did it for a number of years, and you played under Greg, you know, we it seemed like at least there was there was a theory about what they're trying to do. We could complain about things and, and not going his way, but there was at least a theory behind it. Right now, what's the theory? What what are what is this Iowa offense under Brian Ferentz? What are they trying to do? I can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm really like kind of right there with you, right? At this point in time. I mean, we've seen like the offense over the past five years, right? And usually in years past, right? Before Brian became the OC, like for the most part, there was a pretty, pretty solid identity offensively, mm-hmm. right? You could, you could see from the Hawkeyes, right? You knew that, right? They were going to run um, zone, zone run game power and they were going to, try to stay ahead of the change and on third downs, right. Complete uh, quick passes, right. To be able to move the football and obviously take advantage of, you know, our tight ends, um, which have been fantastic throughout the years. Like, I feel like right now it's just kind of, there's, there's, there's nothing, right. There's nothing there, right. The run game for the past few years hasn't been great. And, And we've had some really, really good running backs over the past few years. Right. And even, offensive line play hasn't been the way as it should be as and has as it's been in the past right really over the past couple of years even with Tyler Linderbaum you know leading the charge last year so right now there there's no identity I feel like for this Hawkeye offense and it shows on Saturdays right because now like when things when the going gets tough right and we need a play from the offense like there's nothing where I feel like watching it currently as a fan where it's like, this is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to do in the situation because they've done this so well in the past. 
um, and we expect them to convert on this. Like right now, like I feel like there, there's nothing, right? I mean, whether it be, again, on that second and short, right, you call reverse. And I'm all for taking like a shot or something on a second and short because, right, you, you anticipate, right, we're still going to have third and short if we don't get it. But again, like there's no identity, like to the point, like now we're trying to trick plays on second and short and then we're on the goal line. And although I love my fullbacks, right, I'm never going <laughs> to that talk my fullbacks, yeah. but like we're on the goal line, we're at the one yard line. That's typically a spot where we're handing off to a running back, right? Running some type of uh, basically slant play right into the end zone, right? That we convert a bunch of times or we're just quarterback sneaking it. Yeah. And right now in the run game, like we're not like there's no identity there. So we're not doing that. And then in the past game, we already know the past game has been talked about um, more than enough times, right? Like not only can we uh, we, we can't even complete like our short short game right and and those easy passes like we can't even think about taking shots because we, again we can't even complete the basic stuff so i feel like right now offensively there's no identity with this with the hawkeye team it's it, the offense looks very very different in a sense um as it's been in years past where it's like we can look at the offense and know like hey they're not going to be spectacular but they're not going to be bad and we know that like what's going to come and they're going to be pretty successful at it like right now you're, i feel like we're not getting any of that can't make the makeables and that makes it incredibly difficult when your program like iowa well we're going to talk about that program go inside back when Sean was played a few years back what was like when things were going rough it's rough right now yet hearing the guys earlier today the players from spencer petrus to riley moss and a few others you're in lockdown. Fort Kinnick, that's what we always joked and called it. The walls were up, and it's hard to get inside it. We'll go to a player's perspective when we come back. This is the LaShawn Daniels along with Trent Condon on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Well, speaking of Lockdown Hawkeyes, uh, we are glad to have you aboard with us. We can't do it without some of our great friends, including Upside. What's Upside? Well, it's an app that is easy to use. It is great to help you with getting cash back. I just started using this within the last couple of weeks. Use it for gas. I've used it for a night out one night, a quick bite to eat after work. It works great. It is incredibly easy to do. Get started. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKEDON and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with your credit or debit card. It's that easy and you get paid. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars each and every week. Download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, $5 or more cash back on your first pet purchase of $10 or more using that promo code LOCKED. Thanks to Upside being with us here today. All right, LaShawn, now we uh, roll through here, and one place I wanted to go is I've been in the media now for two decades. I've been talking about Hawk on the radio going back, I think, 2003 is when I began my radio career. So I've been doing it for a long time, and the insular nature of Hawkeye football, it's very interesting talking to some of my friends that went through the program that were walk-ons uh, going through it. Some people that I met afterwards that played inside the program. So coming to you, we always hear about, you know, we are 
it's about the teamwork and the camaraderie and building this brotherhood and all these different things. It's just baffling to me when I hear some of the things like today. Well, we don't really hear what's going on on the outside. In today's world of social media, how do you guys not hear? Or is that just, again, like we've talked about before, that's just something more you guys are coached to say? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a little both, right? Um, it's definitely a little both. Uh, we are coached to say, like, right, to block out the noise, right, and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And in general, right, we we block out the noise, right? Like when we're in meetings and stuff like that, like we don't talk, we don't talk about like what's happening, like really outside the building, right? Like we don't talk about um, things that people are saying in the media, people are saying on social media. Like those are aren't things that that we talk about in meetings, and really, it doesn't even, it never even gets brought up. Um, whether it's by players or by the coaches, right? It's just not something that we do. Um, so we keep that part of it like locked down. Like obviously, like after that though, and I mean, especially now with the guys now be a little bit more active on social media now, right? There's not really like that the that kind of block that we had when I was in and not when I was in school. Um they probably hear a little bit more of it, but Big thing is like when we're in those meet and when we're getting interviewed, like we don't we don't even want to talk about that stuff anyway. So a bunch of the conversations ends up coming back to, yeah, like we tune out that noise, like we don't pay attention to really what, what you guys are saying or you know what fans are saying on social media, right? Basically, all that stuff gets gets blocked out, and um, I'm sure the players like they see they see it. Um, um, a bunch, I'm sure, right? People are always tweeting at players or in the game, right? Or commenting on their Instagram or, or whatever, right? And people like we do see this stuff, right? Like we know it's not, it's no secret, right? It's, <laughs> I mean, uh, you'd basically have to be in, we'd have to be in the complex like 24 7 lockdown, right? Basically with no access to our phones besides uh, texting and calling, right? So uh, we do see, we do see it, see that stuff, but. We do also realize, like, again, that stuff doesn't matter, right, in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, obviously, uh, we would much rather everyone talk be talking great about us, right, because it's much better, right? It tells you that you're obviously in a better situation than, than them talking bad about, about certain players or, or um, certain situations. But, like, we know that that stuff doesn't matter, right, and focusing on what we can actually control and actually do, like, within the building, within the day-to-day is really the stuff that matters. So, yeah, I would say that we are a bunch – we are definitely our coach to say that we are block blocking out the noise. Um, and we do hear it, but we do also realize, like, in the – what to accomplish the goals that we're trying to get to, like, listening to that stuff and feeding into that type of energy – does the team really no good? Social media, when you were around Twitter, was not allowed. I'm sure there are a few guys that worked around that one way <laughs> or the other. I, I, there's there's no doubt about that. Instagram maybe has grown into a much bigger thing. I, I'm trying to remember back now. Uh, Facebook was a thing. Now that's an old person thing. That's changed. It, it's always evolving, right? It's always changing. We got TikTok now. It, it's, it's something that's always kind of a moving target there. But ultimately... If you want to hear things, you want to see things, you can go there and you can set up notifications to block things and and you don't have to see it if you don't want to. The one I always wonder about, and maybe this is because this became a bigger thing when I was in college, is message boards. Message mm-hmm. boards are something that I'm sure 
or at least when you were playing were a thing because social media maybe is not even at the level it is here today. We're not going back very far, but also when you're first being recruited, right? You're getting calls from <laughs> rivals and scouting 24 seven in these places. And, and they're talking to you and Hey, you want to see your picture up there on the front of the website and you go there and Hey, what are they saying about me? Those types of things. <laughs> Message board. Did you guys, when you're inside the complex, when you're playing for the Hawkeyes, did you go on them? Did you start rumors on there? Did, did you have fun? What was it about you guys and message boards? Was there any kind of connection once you got to the campus? Uh, I would say for the most part, no. Like, for the most part, we didn't check, like, the message boards and stuff. Uh, like, I know, like, per me personally, I would every now and again. Because, I mean, my yeah. dad, my dad, I mean, being obviously a Buckeye, right, like, they're big on message boards and stuff. So like I've had an idea of like, okay, obviously like stuff gets talked about. So like, what are they talking about on the high, on the Iowa uh, message boards and whatnot. So every now and again, I would check it out, um, see what stuff they're actually talking about, see what stuff actually makes sense and what stuff is completely out of left field, which was a <laughs> bunch of stuff. Uh, but for the most part, like the message boards, don't get looked at as much. And I didn't like when I was playing, like we didn't really pay attention to it as much. Um, because like, once you, like, once you got into like, once you got to Iowa, like it was like message boards kind of stuff, like really wasn't, um, really as important at that point anymore. Cause like, obviously like now you're already at the school, right? Like, it's not like, um, fans are going to be hyping, hyping up now, like talking about like, yeah, we want to get this kid here or whatever. But, um, yeah, I feel like it wasn't as wasn't a thing as much. Like if we were gonna get like hear outside noise or anything like that, it was definitely gonna come from Twitter or like like because I mean like so like when we were in school, like we couldn't tweet, but we a lot of players still had like their Twitters from high school or whatever. Yeah. So like obviously like if you got tweeted at, like you would see it, right? You get the notification. It, yeah. Um or a lot of times, right, people would comment. A lot of times, like if you were going to hear noise, you were going to get it, see it from your Instagram comments or people um, DMing you on Instagram. So, like that's a lot of times, like where, like a lot of that that noise and outside stuff was going to come from. Interesting. Well, it is a world that is continually evolving. It's a different place, certainly here today. And Spencer Petrus, well, I'm sure he was dinged a time or two in that notification here over the first couple of games. We're going to wrap things up talking about just that. Spencer Petrus getting ready. He is going to get the start once again, at least the latest from the University of Iowa in the football complex. That's as we continue here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. All right, final segment here on a Tuesday. Locked on Hawkeyes, Trent Condon, LaShawn Daniels with you. Thanks for making Locked on Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. And, of course, you can find us on YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. LaShawn, uh, talking about the quarterback spot, we opened the show today talking about, hey, there's a lot of reasons for their struggles. The run game needs to be better. Offensive line needs to make strides. You have to get some kind of help at wide receiver. But the decision to continue to trot out Spencer Petrus once again. The Boo Birds were out for the second straight week, much deserved. Arlen Bruce, the only scholarship wide receiver that played any significant minutes, he was targeted 11 times. He had one catch, one drop, one catch, and nine other targets in the game. The passes were off base. The coordinating was not very good, but ultimately it comes down to the most important position in sports. When you see your quarterback, your leader, your captain, your guy, I think everybody wants to rally around on an offense and he's struggling like this. 
How difficult is that? And and how difficult do you think this is right now for these Iowa players dealing with the guy and Spencer Petras that just is not right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a tough spot to be in, right, for sure, right? Because obviously everyone talks about Spencer and how Ray the Kid he is and all those different things, right? And knowing that he's your teammate, and he's he's been the guy for a while, like it's and especially in me as a senior, you're like, well, like we want to rally behind this guy. Like we want, like we want him to play well, right? We want to go ahead and hear people saying good things about him, right? And putting us in positions to win football games. And when he's struggling, you know, really as much as he has been, really feel like over the last um, 12 months, to be honest. Yeah. Like yep. um it, it it puts the players in a tough spot, right? Because I'm sure they're like they're going to class and stuff, and people are talking about, yeah, like defense is fantastic, but you know that that Petrus guy, like he's really like, he really sucks or whatever, right? Like I'm sure that stuff that happens all the time because heck, it happened when I was in school and Rudock was the quarterback, right? Right. Yep. Um. So it puts everyone in a tough tough position because it's something that. Another thing that they have to focus on, th- things that they have to talk about, right? Because, I mean, there's guys on the field that were on the field on Saturday that were doing phenomenal things that were just flying around, especially on the defensive end, right, making a bunch of plays. Um, but that stuff gets kind of gets minimized and not talked about because, again, all the conversations end up coming, coming, back to, coming back to the quarterback, right? So it puts – it really puts everyone in a tough spot because – you want to see him do well. You want to see your teammates do well. And when a guy is struggling so much and you want to help him, right? But the only way really as your teammate that you can help him is by making sure that you're obviously doing your job, right? And practice on the field, on the film room, weight room, and on game days. And then just trying to encourage uh, Spencer as much as possible. And obviously not, not talking bad behind his back or anything like that. So it's a frustrating spot, I'm sure, for for everyone um, on the team, especially Spencer. Right, I'm sure no one's more upset about their play than Spencer is. Um, but yeah, the, the, I'm sure the teammates are all teammates are really really in a tough spot right now, um, just trying to focus on their jobs and things that they have to do, right, and while trying to encourage Spencer, right, and making sure that hey, I'm doing my job. Make sure that the group I'm I'm with, right, whether it's the running backs or linebackers or DBs or whatever, right, we're focused on doing our jobs and, you know, let the quarterbacks um, and the coaches kind of take care of that. Final thing. So earlier this week, I uh, had a contact in the athletic department and was told one of the reasons that the coaches are so much higher on Petrus is, of course, practice, which we've heard. I mean, Kirk has mentioned that. He also said after the game last week, hey, you guys just see Saturday, we see all throughout the week. But thing that I heard is that Petrus puts in a lot more time inside of breaking down film, doing those things. And he doesn't take the chances on the practice field that Alex Padilla does. And that's what makes him a better quarterback in the mind of the coaches. And especially Kirk is because of those two things. The, the practice part of it, how important at Iowa compared to the levels you played at, you're in the NFL, you were in camps there. Of course you played high level high school football as well. Is practice more important at Iowa than it is, you think, at some other places? Hmm. Hmm. That is a really, really good question. Really good question. I've actually never been asked before. 
And thinking about that, I would say, I would say yes. I would say yes. Maybe the only place where it's very, where it's very similar was probably New England. Yep. Um, right. Like obviously, like in practice, like you got to be, you got to be on it, right? Like every practice, um, whether it's at Iowa um, or in the NFL, especially in New England, right? Especially like if you're in pads, right, and you're one of the people that are that are hidden, right? Like it's basically like you're treating it like a game. Right. So you got to go out there. You've got to make sure that you're you're on the ball. Right. And you're making you're making plays, uh, you know, when those opportunities um, come up. So my guess is that Spencer in practice is probably back there looking like a diet Peyton Manning. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like dissecting um, defense, calling out blitzes, making sure that the line's going to the right spot, running backs going to the right spot and then making I'm sure making the right reads. Right. Um, you know, passing the football and uh, making the right, right audibles and, and things of that nature. So, yeah, I would say that practice was definitely very, very important at Iowa, and like, it didn't matter. It like it really didn't matter how talented you were, right? I mean, you, I mean, a bunch of you guys have seen it throughout the years, right? Where you guys are like, "Whoa, why wasn't this guy playing?" You know, X years before, right? And you're like, yeah. "Well." He didn't really learn how to practice very well until, you know, this past year. Right. And that's something that the coaches take very, very important. Cause again, you know, that the Iowa program in general, right. When it comes to football, right. They're very, very conservative and where defensively, right. The objective is to, Hey, limit the big plays, make the, the offense drive down the field to beat you. And then offensively, right. Making sure that we don't make mistakes, right. Don't turn over the football and, you know, we're able to, uh, sustained drives, right, by using the run game and using the short, um, quick game in the past. So when you when you get that, uh, especially knowing Kirk, Coach Ferris has been doing that for the past 24 years, it's like, well, okay, the players got to kind of follow that follow that same same methodology as well, and that goes by practicing well because they don't want to put you out there, right, knowing all the risk that comes comes with, you know, um, winning football games and football games, especially in, in conference play of, of putting a guy out there that, you know, hasn't shown um, consistent um, practice habits and consistent performance in practice. It's crazy. Well, that's where we are right now. The gamers, the guys that play better in games at the Iowa program doesn't sound like they get much of a shot. Well, we got plenty more to come here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Well, Sean, we will talk to you again on Friday. We'll make some picks. I think I got you last week. We'll have to take a look back at the numbers. I think I got you by a game uh, last week, but we'll make our picks presented by Bet Online. We'll have some fun with that, and, and we'll see. We're going to hear from Kirk Ferentz later today. We will hear officially what the decision is at the quarterback position, and is it over? You know, is, is this week over and it's just going to be Petrus? Is it open this week? We'll find out a whole lot. Talk to you on Friday, LaShawn. Yep, for sure. Go Hawks All as right. always. We'll... Go Hawks as always. This has been the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.